Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 298 of this Daily Study Podcast. And unfortunately it's just me today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the last two couple of days. They were a real joy to record with Mark and Chris. And I just want to give another thanks, big thank you to them for joining. Uh, they're hopefully going to join for another study session within the next month or so. So uh, look out for that hopefully. But if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode also, you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. You can private message me on, on Facebook through the Facebook group. Whatever way you want to get in touch, it'd be lovely to hear from more guest, uh, study um, session listeners and to get more views and get more um, insights from other listeners as well. Uh, I know many people appreciate uh, this podcast and it'd be wonderful to get uh, some more people to be able to share their testimonies and share their feelings about what we're studying. So <clears throat> another invitation out there for you all. Uh, today we're looking, continuing with October 19th to the 25th, 3rd Nephi 27 to 4th Nephi, there could not be a happier people. And today we're going to focus on the section which we began looking at yesterday with Mark and Chris. Conversion to Jesus Christ and his gospel leads to unity and happiness. And that's in 4th Nephi 1 to 18. So we're going to focus on this first half, really, of 4th Nephi. And then we'll look at the other half, the uh, the more negative and uh, quite frankly, just <laughs> demoralizing half. You know, you, you read about these people who for many generations had had such peace and happiness and joy and then you just see it all squandered it is very you know disheartening to see that but let's have a look <coughs> at the first half and uh, re- re- revel uh, a bit in the joy and the peace that comes from this in 4th Nephi 1 1 uh, we start to see that in the 13th 4th year and also the 13th 5th year behold the, the disciples of Christ had formed a church of Christ in all the lands about and as many as did come unto them and did truly repent of their sins were baptized in the name of Jesus and they did receive the Holy Ghost <clears throat> and I love that because it's got the gospel there you know come unto them meaning have faith repent baptize receive the gift of the Holy Ghost but more importantly it indicates it's the it's the gates toward three to four generations of just joy and peace that comes from living the gospel of Jesus Christ in the whole nation. Uh, Joseph B. Worthley said that uh, this, you know, this was a possible in our lives today, not just uh, impossible. He says, quote, peace is more than a lofty ideal. It is a practical principle that with conscious effort can become a normal part of our lives as we deal with matters both large and small. One habit that prevents inner peace is procrastination. It clutters our minds with unfinished business and makes us uneasy until we finish a task and get it out of the way. We are at peace in our church callings when we do the work at the proper time instead of waiting until the last possible moment, close quote. It's interesting to me there that he says that peace is more than a lofty ideal. You know, it's something we can have in our lives, even when we have matters both large and small. You know, peace is not directed in our lives usually by the external influences. I mean, it can be very much dictated and influenced by by the matters in our lives. But when we are living principles of truth, when we are living principles of not procrastinating things, uh, we can have a lot more peace in our life than we currently do. I'm not saying that perhaps we will be at peace in all of our lives, because, of course, we will have trials. But even through our trials, there is peace that can be had there in having faith and trust in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Um, In verse two, it says, uh, and it came to pass in the 30th and 6th year, all the people were all converted unto the Lord upon all the face of the land, both Nephites and Lamites. And there were no contentions or disputations among them. And every man did deal justly one with another. 
it's so important in our lives uh, to have honesty and integrity there. Uh, President Daniel H. Oaks said, quote, We are our brother's keeper, even in the marketplace. We cannot allow ourselves to do less for our partners, our customers, our employees, and others with whom we deal in the marketplace. What a beautiful and happy world this would be if all of us would strive to live these principles to the fullest. Our efforts and influence would affect millions. Examples improve examples improve society more than sermons in those brilliant generations that followed the appearance of the resurrected christ in the new world there were no contentions and disputations close quote again unity peace integrity honesty they all begin with us it is a ground up effort um and i think you know it must continue we have to we have to try and be those examples of honesty and integrity in our workplaces and that will be noticed, that will be seen. The comments that I get sometimes when, and I'm not going about teaching and testifying of, of what I believe, but, you know, the comments that I, I live, you know, the, the, the way that I, I try to live uh, in my life, and people notice that at work. And they start to, to recognise that. Um, and again, I'm not doing, and, and I'm saying that because I'm not a, a perfect person or a brilliant person. You know, I, I have things that I have to work on, as we all do. Um, even at work but I think that um, that example shines through when we're trying our best and it's certainly noticed and I've had that commented a few times Um, so we carry on and I'm not going to read all these verses because there's so many there's of course the the well-known verse about that marriage and they were married and given in marriage and they were blessed according to the multitude of the promises which the Lord had made unto them now I suggest that this marriage um verse indicates that there was eternal marriage uh, because it refers to the multitude of promises that the Lord has given uh, in regards to marriage. Um, L. Whitley Clayton said this, quote, one of the sweetest verses in the Book of Mormon states simply, and they were married and given in marriage. The promises of the Lord are extended to all those who follow the pattern of life that builds happy, holy marriage relationships. Such blessings come as the delightful, predictable consequences of faithfully living the gospel of Jesus Christ, close quote. I love how he says that the, the blessings of the gospel of Jesus Christ are predictable. They literally are. The The outcome of, of living the gospel of Jesus Christ is in the scriptures. And when you do it, you see those blessings. When you don't do it, you don't understand, you know, why people would do it. You don't see how there could be blessings because you haven't seen them. Um, and if you have lived them and they've kind of gone away from them, it's very often you've forgotten how you felt in those moments. Um, speaking of which, let's go to verse 16. Um, we have here, it talks about no envyings, no strifes or tumults and all these other things. And then in the second half of verse 16, it says, and surely there could not be a happier people among all the people who had been created by the hand of God. I mean, that is just a wonderful statement. Obviously, it's it's in part the title of the lesson this week. But it's just a joyful, peaceful, prosperous state that the people are living in. And it's just fantastic to, to, to read that this is a this is not just a an ideal, but it is possible. It is there. Um, Elaine, Sister Elaine S. Dalton said this, quote, Guided by his spirit, you will be confident and happy. Your virtue will garnish your thoughts unceasingly. The Book of Mormon describes what happened when a whole society kept their covenants and lived clean and virtuous lives. And then she quotes this verse, guided by the Holy Ghost, you will be also be a righteous influence on others, close quote. I think 
when we have felt the Holy Ghost's influence in our lives, when we are close to our families, when we are, you know, interacting in a positive manner with other members of the church and teaching and testifying to one another, are there really any other happier times in your life than being so having a close, meaningful moment with your family by feeling that the presence of the Holy Ghost in your heart? Is there ever any time in your life where you've been truly happier? Now, you, some may argue that there are times where they feel happier, but I would argue that that isn't true happiness. It is a pleasure. It is a, a fleeting, a fleeting happiness, which only lasts when you are in that moment. But then afterwards, you know, that moment has gone or even, you know, you, you feel, depending on what the, the moment is that is bringing you pleasure, uh, it, it brings disappointment and frustration and annoyance at yourself. Um you know, choices are made which have an impact for, for, for years in your life because of some of those choices that are made for that fleeting happiness. Whereas the true happiness that comes from living the gospel of Jesus Christ, from feeling the Holy Ghost, from, from being close with your family, from being with the saints and, and having a positive interaction. Of course, there are negative interactions with our family, which I'm sure are not fleet our happiness. And there are interactions with people at church that at times can be frustrating rather than happy. But I'm talking about the times where we feel that joy and love from the Holy Ghost in those settings. Why would we choose different? Why would we go away from that? Um, and I, I guess that's why Satan is so crafty and so manipulative, because he does manage it with some people. He manages to pull them away. But we cannot forget that we'll never be truly happier than and feel true peace and comfort and assurance and and love than when we are staying close to the Saviour and his principles. Thank you very much for listening to this study today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please follow the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Um, there's always lots of things to, to read. And and, and, th and to be honest, there's more and more people sharing and commenting and posting on there. And I'd love that to continue. Please do. I've got lots to share in our listener comments episode on Monday next week. So uh, I'm so excited to share those with you. I've talked about joining me for a, for a podcast episode later on. It's on Zoom and it's really easy to set up. I pretty much do the work where... You know, you just pick something that you're interested in studying over the next few weeks, whether it's something to do with Come Follow Me or whether it's something else. Um, have a little look ahead a couple of weeks in the Come Follow Me manual and see if there's anything that piques your interest. And then I'll set up the times and days and we can, we can get something sorted on Zoom. It'd be wonderful. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again.